Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com/acast, code acast. Hello again. It is Simon here. It's Laura over there. Hello, hello. Husband and wife sentenced to life. Piling through the episodes. This is episode 182. It's, we're recording this straight after the last one. Uh, Wednesday, 17th of January, zero degrees outside, 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Still not brushed his teeth. And we're just going to do some reviews. And I've just had a coffee. Oh, so, <laughs> right. So this will be a quick one because that's what, what's, is that a bowel thing? Yeah, the coffee poo's uh, brewing. Good, good. I mean, I thought we'd just be reviewing telly and we're already talking about toilet Sorry, stuff. sorry, sorry. These marriages are not perfect, but all in all, they seem to work. <laughs> Marriage is an institution for grown-ups. It's like a love-hate relationship. There are no bosses in a modern marriage. He knows he's lucky to have a wife. So we're going to run through some things we've been watching. Yeah. We're going to do films and television. First up, Dream Scenario, which was the one with Nicolas Cage. Yes. Where he plays a college professor. He's bald. He's quite boring. He's a boring man with a boring life. And everybody starts seeing him in their dreams. But he's just like an auxiliary character. He's not doing anything. So it stops happening to people in the dreams. And he's just there in the background. Earthquakes are happening and he's just stood there. Or someone's getting run over. Yeah. And he just happens to be stood on the side of the road. But then suddenly everybody in the world starts dreaming about him. Yeah. It's a bizarre film. I quite liked it. There but- was moments where it got a bit... Too over the top. Nicolas Cage, for me, is going through this amazing period because he went through... A, he, Nicolas Cage, in the early 90s, was the coolest man on earth. Mm, yeah. Or he, he did Wild at Heart, he did all that Raising Arizona. He was that guy that we all wanted to be. Do you know which film I really liked him in? Face Off. Remember <laughs> Face Off? I... Yeah, yeah. True story, that. <laughs> then he had this period where he just was... I mean, he's a crazy guy anyway... But he just went off the boil. He Charlie sheened it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then recently, 
he's done so he did that pig film which was incredible the one where he was a truffle he had that pig that was a, snuffed out the truffles oh, right. and he was like a chef and it was this really weird dark film but it was incredible and then he's done that one recently where he's playing himself that one we watched where he the drug baron hires him to come to his party or something right and he's playing Nicolas Cage like yep. mental Nicolas Cage so he's doing these really great films the thing with Nicolas Cage is, you know he's crazy and you know he's cool. And in this film, for the first half, he's playing this really boring, zero charisma guy. Soft character, yeah. And you're like, how is he pulling this off? Because it's so believable. Yeah, it's a weird role to cast him in, actually. He's Nicolas Cage. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird old film and there's a scene in it, it's a sofa scene, and it becomes really awkward. It's one of those, like, you don't want really to be watching it with your parents or your kids' film uh, scenes. And then something really funny happens Worth watching for that. That is the best bit of the film. I'd say 80% of this film is 10 out of 10. And then the last act, it's still all right, but it lets itself down a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those films, it's hard to wind up. So that's Dream Scenario. Next up, May, December, which is Oscars bait, if you ask me. Yeah. You've got Julianne Moore Mm -hmm. playing a woman who gained national notoriety by having an affair with a 13, 14 year old boy. Yeah. And they're still together. She's middle-aged now. He's in his mid-30s. Well, I googled it to see if it was a true story because there's a lot of these... Well, there is a story that is very similar yeah, to that where the there's woman a lot of was in and out like of prison. She's, I think she's dead now. But along comes Natalie Portman as a Hollywood actor, so a bit like Julia Roberts in Notting Hill. Yeah. Along comes Natalie Portman and she's playing her in a film, so she's kind of hanging out with her to see what she's like and she wants to get under the skin. And it's just got some brilliant acting in. Yeah. I really liked it for me. It was a solid film. It was a good film, but again, the ending let it down. The the guy, I thought, was really good. The Who was the young boy who was the young and boy, her yeah. husband. He was, really, he was really good. I don't I don't know him, actually, as an actor. No, he was great. He got nominated in the Golden Globes as well. I was yeah. hoping he'd win. Yeah, I think, um, obviously, Julianne Moore and um, Natalie Portman were good. But yeah, he stood out in that, I think he had quite a tough role to play, actually. Yeah. because It's a tough story. Yeah, and I think because he was having to play this, again, a softer character, and that's quite a hard role to play. And it's one of them films that plays with your emotions a lot, in it? Because it's like, is she a baddie? Julianne Moore's mm. character, they're still together, they love each other. You know, where should your emotions lie? If this was a man and a... If it, if it, if it was a man it, and a 13-year-old girl. Yeah, it didn't tie it up. That's it left, you, it left you asking a lot of questions, but not in a way that oh, that film was so good, I want to find out more kind of questions. But was it like, because that's what real life would be? Yeah, but I know at the end, you and I both looked at each other and were a bit like, hmm, yeah, not sure, not sure. Yeah, but I'd definitely recommend it. Yeah, it's definitely worth watch. It's great, and there's some great, and worth knowing before you watch it is, Natalie Portman started mimicking, it wasn't in the script to do it, but she started mimicking Julianne Moore's mannerisms throughout the film. Yeah. And Julianne Moore didn't realise until she watched it back. But you pick up on it in the film, don't yeah, you? Yeah, 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 you it's do. It's very good. Um, so, yeah, definitely worth watching that. Mm-hmm. Saltburn, the f- which we've only just got round to seeing, starring Barry Keoghan, who we loved in uh, Banshees of Inner Sharing, of course. He yeah. stole the show in that. Directed See- by Emerald Fennell. She won an Oscar for Promising Young Woman, yeah. which was the one where the girl got revenge on the guys who gang-raped her friend. That was a great film. Yeah. And shocking. Yeah. And I think with this one, she went down that road again. There's a lot of shocking scenes in it. There was things in that thing that I thought I would never see in film. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. Well, what Barry, I'm not going to try and say. Keoghan. Keoghan 
had to do some of the scenes I mean hats off to him what a performance things they've asked him to do as an actor are quite graphic and he was brilliant in it like I thought he was good in in I forgot. Banshees of Inner Sharing. Banshees of Inner Sharing. He only had a small but part he only, in that. Yeah, he did only But the part, part he had in it was but this, very good. They, yeah, it was a full-on, he was, you know, in every scene, it was a full-on role and he did really, really well. Of the three we've mentioned, I think so far this one is my favourite of those three. Really? Yeah. Because for me, I twigged a lot of things in this film, because, but we do a lot of that anyway, yeah. you know. No, I agree. It is quite predictable. But, but also, I thought... The filmmakers thought they were cleverer than they actually were. In, you know what I mean by that? In the storyline, you think? You know, like, oh, we're hoodwinking you all. Well, you're not. Yeah, you no. Know, because... Oh, no, it was predictable. But I think for me, because of the the acting and the weirdness about it, I quite, I quite enjoyed it. Good film. I'd still see it. Yeah. You know, a lot of people have been talking about it. Um, the Holdovers. Now, this is a 10 out of 10 for me. Paul Giamatti... It's ah. at a prep school in America in yeah. the nineteen seventies, and it's about the kids whose parents, you know, it's a it's a what do you call them a, a boarding school, mm-hmm. it's a boys' school, and it's about the there's a, a group of lads who can't who don't go home for Christmas for one reason or another can't go home for Christmas. One's a foreign student, one's parents just don't care. His, his mum's divorced, don't want to see him. Paul Giamatti is a much maligned lecturer at the school. Nobody likes him. He's got a bunch of problems and it ends up most of these lads get to leave and he's left with just one of them who's probably the most troubled. And then there's the school dinner lady, the woman who runs the canteen. Yes. She's, she won an award the other day. My goodness. Top knockers. Her baps were out. I, <laughs> I mean, saw, that... I saw the nipples and everything. I mean, fair play. She's got, she has got a fair, fair I've never said to you or any of our daughters, you're not going out dressed like that. It's not my place. I think I'd be questioning it if you'd have had that dress on in that situation. Yes, I mean... It'd be very cold. She's incredible in it. Paul Giamatti has never been bad in any film. He's one of the best actors in the world. Every actor in it was brilliant. I'm going to say it's a Christmas film and it's going to be... I think that's going to become a Christmas film I watch every year because it's so moving... So sweet. Yeah, it is a really sweet, sweet film. I really enjoyed it. Remember the soundtrack, the acoustic guitar songs, Labby Sif, there was songs on it that was just so beautiful. I guess, it, again, being it was kind of a Christmas film, it was quite a predictable story. You, you knew where, you know... I think, yeah. Yeah, well, you know what... It was very funny. But I, it was very funny and, a very, and very sweet and, and well acted. Okay, so you said Saltburn was your film of the winter. No, 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 no. I thought you said it was. No, of the ones we've oh, mentioned we so mean? far. Anatomy of a Fall. Yeah, see, for me, this what one... What a film. This one is my favourite of all the ones we're going to mention. We'd watched the trailer for this a couple of weeks before Christmas. Uh, it was a week it was coming out in cinemas, and you hate going to the cinema. I'm like, please, can we want to see this at cinema? I don't want it spoiling for me. I've heard so many things about it. Please let me go and see this in a cinema. Let's go and see it. We're both going to love it. You know, I didn't get the pass, and then Christmas came... And then Leo came here and Leo loves movies. And that's the one thing we do try and do with Leo when he's here is have try and watch a film a night with him. Once Honey goes to bed, Betsy Pearl passes out. We stay up late with Leo and that's the little thing we all do together. Mm. And that was one of the ones on the list. I think we can talk about what happens in it because it's in the trailer. It's in the title. It starts off with the husband falling out of a window yeah. in this remote mountaintop lodge in France where this family live they're both writers and they've got a son who's blind and it becomes a court case about whether the wife did she didn't she yeah that's all I'm going to say about it 
and not a lot happens in there's the film. one song in the film at the beginning and it's so grating and then there's no music in it for the rest yeah, of the film yeah, very they, clever yeah she said there was and they wrote it during covid there's a couple like me and you yeah they sat down during covid i mean i think they're they that's what they do for a living but they and you know you know during covid you're thinking about pushing your partner out of a top <laughs> yeah. floor window aren't you <laughs> some of us still do but the acting by the woman and the son Actually, the the husband, when he's in it, he's really great. Yeah. The lawyers are brilliant. The courtrooms, because most, 80% of it's a courtroom thing. She didn't win. She didn't win best actress. If she doesn't win something at the Oscars, she deserves to win. She she was really, really good. And the son was brilliant. And it's just, it's like, considering it's mostly uh, like a courtroom drama film, it's. Such a good film, and and it and it did win best script, and it totally deserves. To You're win. holding your breath. I would say from a third of that film in, and the first third's brilliant because it's mm. all happening from the second act to the end of the film. You're holding your breath, and you are gripped. Yeah, you're it, so gripped. Definitely win best foreign film. Again, it's all about you projecting what you think happened mm-hmm. onto this thing. It's incredible. Solid ten out. Of, I mean, most of these films we've mentioned now, the holdovers is a ten out of ten for me. You know, May December. Dream Scenario, I'd say, was a 7, 8 out of 10. Saltburn, same, 7, 8 out of 10 for me. Anatomy of a Fall, 10 out of 10. Yeah. Now, family film to finish on. Bit rude, but if your kids are sort of tweens up, I reckon you'd be all right. Rye Lane. We were trying to get Betsy to get off a phone and come in, and I'd heard that it was just this incredible film, and it's a rom-com, but with a difference. So... Rye Lane, yeah. very vivid, very bright. Filmed really, it looks like it's been filmed on an iPhone. In fact, I would be surprised if it wasn't because they're using fisheye lenses. Yeah, it's got that student feel to it. It doesn't. It looks like it's been made on a budget. It was made on a budget. There was weird angles. They were they were like had the camera set on the floor. So and, weird, and time. which was so nice to see because it it stood out. Yeah. The editing was really quirky and quick. The soundtrack was quick. Every actor in it was brilliant. The main two in it are incredible. The exes are incredible. It's so funny. There's cameos left, right and centre. There's no well-known actors in it, apart from a very couple of... Yeah, a couple of poppins. It is one of the best feel-good films I've seen in a long time. It's got a lot of heart. I just thought it were brilliant. We we laughed so much. They filmed it all in South London. Yeah. It's not a 10 out of 10 for me. I think it was a 10 out of 10. No, it's not. It was good. It was good. Oh, my God. It's a solid 10 out of 10 for me, though. Really? No, it's it's a good film. It was a bit basic as far as storylines go. Oh, my God. It was so not basic. It was so beautiful. The scene in the garden... There's a bit in a garden where oh that yeah no there was look it's funny it's funny and it's but we it's could, not it's not a ten out of ten for I, me I could sit here and I've not even thought about it since we watched it and I could sit here and reel off ten different bits of that film and you go oh yeah that bit was brilliant there's so much in it that's great no there is it's a really good film but it's not a film that left it, me at the end like whoa oh it made me feel so good well you need to fucking defrost that f- no, January heart you I don't, well, I don't know what you want me to say like it's a really it's good, your opinion it's a really good film it's your opinion I, no no you're making out that I think it's a bad film and I don't I think it's what a really good film what would you give it out film. of 10 it's a 10 out of 10 for me 8 it's a great score yeah it's a good score it's just, I'm just saying it's not a 10 out of 10 for me right that's the films I think mm-hmm. we saw Wonka before Christmas I think we mentioned it before again I, solid for me great film yeah on to TV uh, we've watched one episode of Love Island. I want to get this out of the way. I want to mention we've got skin in the game. So we are working with one of the Love Islanders. We're doing Islanders, research. Right. We've been working with him for the last couple of months. He's a nice guy. 
Shall I say what it is? I can say what it is. I can't. No. You think I shouldn't say what it is? No, I don't think you should. I, I think people know. I put a picture of me and him on social media ages ago. Anyway, it's Love Island All Stars, so it's people who've been in it before. I have never seen one second of Love Island. Me neither. We put it on. I, hand on heart, will say I will never watch that program again. And I love reality television. Yeah. Well, when you said it's like when Big Brother went wrong. Do you remember when Big Brother went wrong? Yeah, where where they weren't having... They just started putting influencers in. Yeah, rather than having two in Big Brother, it's a whole episode. I'll tell you what it's like. It's like going out for a quiet romantic drink. Me and you going out for a quiet romantic drink and there being a table next to us of a hen party of the worst, stupidest, thickest women I have ever... And live your life, be who you want to be, by all means, right? But I don't want to sit on a fucking table next to you listening to you all screaming at each other. Well, this is the thing. And no, this is no joke. Betsy has never seen it and she was watching it with us and she said and I have never said this so I don't know if you've ever said this phrase but she said mummy they've had more work done than Dubai and they're all in the 20s right now that's the thing and and so so this is her looking up to these women who are like you said in their 20s that's what women are aspiring to be now and it's and she literally was like they've had way too much done to their faces their boobs everything like they just they look so awful and it's such a shame because I bet they were pretty girls. And then the thing is, they open their mouth and oh. it doesn't it doesn't help. And when they're talking about what they want, yeah, I can't have a normal because it's got to be someone who's comfortable with me on the red carpet. And I'm yeah. like, that's a great start to a relationship. Yeah. It's hard because, as I said, we know this guy. And I said to him when I met him, by the way, I was like, I don't know who you are. I've never watched Love Island, and I never. I, I, it's not my kind of TV show, so I don't know. I don't know what you're like as a person. And I think he was a bit of a bad guy when he was first in it. I don't know if it suits him because he seems like a nice guy. Funny actually, because I said that he he almost stood out in that. He almost seemed uncomfortable to be there. Yeah. In the first episode. Yeah, because because I think he didn't fit their mold, and it it was uncomfortable viewing because I was just like, this is not good TV. Genuinely, I don't get the attraction, and 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 it's not just young people watching this. Like there's people oh, our age that do it watch is it. Awful. I, I, I'm baffled. It's not even got that thing where you're looking through your fingers. You not hate watching it. Yeah. And trust me, I would if it, if it, if it had something that hooked me in. I do not care. Well, literally, and they're, they're saying, are you going to have sex tonight? And it's just like, that that's not good TV. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Traitors mm-hmm. is back, Series 2. I don't know if we need to go on about this too much. Everybody knows yeah, about it. I don't know if I'm loving the second series as much as the first. Well, the first two episodes of the new series did not have me hooked at all. Mm. It came on, uh, you know, pretty much after New Year 
And I sat there thinking, oh, it's not as good as first series. And then episode three, which they saw three episodes a week. Mm. And episode three, obviously, it's not going to be on for another four or five days. So they drop a bombshell. And they dropped a bombshell. Yeah. And it was, and I went like that. Yeah, I'm back in. <laughs> and ever since then, every episode I mean, has I been like pretty it. Good. I like it. And they always do that cliffhanger thing, don't they? But it, but I, I don't think I am in, as invested. I don't know if it's because the concept of it was new the first time around. And so it was a bit more fun. I d- I'm not, I'm not like, I don't. I'm not into it in the same way I was into Big Brother. Well, I'll tell you when you are into, though, The Crown, mm-hmm. which we... How many series have been? Five? Six, I think. So anyway, we started the series before last and we only watched a couple. Do you know when they do the cast change? Yeah. So when they change the Queen or the, and they change Prince Philip and they change... But they basically change everybody, don't they? Yeah. I always struggle because I've got used to the actor. And everyone that's played the Queen... Charles, whoever, has been so good at it. Every like it- So then when yeah, when it got to this series, I was like, see Dominic West for me is Jimmy McNulty from The Wire, greatest TV show all time. And he's the guy from The Affair. Mm-hmm. And So a bit dark. But he's quite a handsome man and he just didn't look enough like it's not about him looking totally like him, but the crown does that. I like him to look like him. I thought, um I can't think of his blue name, Jonathan Prince Philip. Price. Jonathan Price. Yeah. Well done you. I know, I know. <laughs> I thought Jonathan Price didn't look enough because the last lad who played Prince Philip looked so much like him. I thought whilst it was a brave choice, I think having Michael Sheen playing the Queen and Prince Harry was too much. <laughs> No, but good old Michael Sheen. So, so when we started, we started in Dubai. We just watched that well, Diana we, film with uh, the Twilight woman, yeah, Christine. Whatever I, her name I didn't is. like that. But we watched that. So to watch that and then go to a new Princess yeah. Diana. Yeah, and look, when we'd watched the first, I don't know if it was three or four series of The Crown. I said, I think it's my favourite TV show I've ever watched. It's very good. It's like Coronation Street for the for Buckingham Palace. Yeah, and I think it is because I. I love the Royals and it was something that I genuinely look forward to watching. And then, I, then, like you said, we started watching it and we, for some reason, stopped watching it. Yeah. Half, halfway or partway through the series. And I kept saying to you, can, can we just get back to it? Because obviously we, I knew the final series was coming yeah. and I was like, can we get back into watching it, please? I just want to get to the end. And I, I remembered how much I did enjoy it. So we did. And we started watching possibly two episodes a day. Yeah. Finished the the penultimate series, then finished the last series in quick style. Oh my god, that was good telly. It was. And you got into Dominic West in the end. You he turned you. He made He, he did. He he had Oh, some... and Emerald Fennel, of course, who we've just talked who directed Saltburn, who who's wrote Saltburn. Mm. She's Camilla Parker Bowles. Not in, in the previous one. Okay. So it's Olivia Wilde is her name Olivia Wilde, I think. She's uh Camilla now, but Emerald Fennel was the younger Camilla. Right. Mad that, innit? She's she's posh. That's why Salt yeah, yeah, posh. Yeah. But yeah, so sorry for the digression there. Look, the Princess Diana ghost bit was a bit mental. But in the first time she appeared, I thought it was very well done. They overused it a bit. When they did Dodie's ghost. The guy that played Muhammad Al Fayed. So good. So good. So well cast. And again, when he first came on, I thought he didn't look like him enough. Well, but... I, I got I got to the point where I actually thought it was him. You know, like I, I was almost forgetting that it wasn't him. That episode with him and his valet, it was like that episode of The Last of Us. It was like some beautiful television. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, don't, I mean, I know some people are not into The Crown because they think it's so far from 
the truth. I think there's elements of truth in. Oh yeah. Um, because because what they the, definitely lived in them palaces. Yeah, these are episodes where I do go and Google afterwards. I I find out yeah. like, what's that true? Let me. And what they're really good at is getting exactly the same outfits and exactly the same backdrop so then when you when you google it you'll find the real picture it's great it's well done yeah so i would say if you've not tried the crown yet go for it because it really is well done and it ended so beautifully oh you know the sad thing is they fast forwarded through a lot in that last series and i think they could have got another two series out of it yeah with i these did wonder actors. why they didn't they because that that was the only downside because literally they'd gone from kate and will's meeting to charles and camilla getting married to the, spoiler alert the queen dying, people dying which was a shame like there's i would like you said i would have liked another series or two but there was there was a few scenes a few episodes which actually got us oh yeah very well done i just thought it was great yeah i loved it and we did that thing because we watched so many it left this gaping hole yeah it really did you know what you've got to do is you've got to have something else lined up yeah. Because it left a gaping hole. Big Boys, we started that again. That's back on Channel 4, Series 2. The guy who writes it is writing about himself. Mm-hmm. It's light-hearted. It, it's, well, well, it's not. Yeah, I guess. It, it's it's one of those that's 20 minutes, 25 minutes. It's cute, but it's got a lot of heart. It's like Rye Lane, actually. It's very vivid. It's very moving. Yeah. It makes you think a lot. But you've got to watch the first series to oh, understand God. The, the second series that's just come on. And it, But it is one of those. You can watch, watch it while you're having dinner or if you've got half an hour to spare just and it's easy to get through yeah the lads in it john pointing and and the other lad i don't know his name they're really good they are really good in yeah i wasn't that bothered about that first episode the last first night. episode yesterday i agree i was a bit like oh i love the first series so much please be as good yeah see where it's going but i'm hoping i didn't feel bothered about them the first series i felt really bothered about them. yeah Again, it's one that you had to Google afterwards because of what happened in the first series. You know what I mean? It, it, and a lot of it is end. true. That's the thing. You've got to watch it and, and know that a lot of what you're watching is true. Yeah, I ho- again, I hope it does what Traitors has done. I hope I watch another t- yeah. two or three and I'm like, yeah, I mean. Saturday night television. So before Christmas, we got into Saturday night UK television. You know, you've got we've always watched Anton Deck. Uh, we, the last couple of years, we've got into Strictly. Uh, that obviously finished before Christmas. This Saturday just gone saw the return of one of the biggest TV shows of the 90s, Gladiators. Gladiators. Uh, Do you feel the power? (laughs) And when that came out, I was starting to get into me going out stage. Mm. So I wasn't that bothered. You know, remember like it was Blind Date. Yeah. It was Noel's House Party. Yeah. And Gladiators. And it was just a bit too shiny floor, you know. I just weren't that bothered about it. But I can remember... I think I hate watched it. Yeah, well, right? I, I did watch it and I always wanted to go be a contestant. You on always it. imagine how far you'd get. Yeah, but I because of what I liked doing, that was, you know, it, yeah. I could actually see myself going, but it's not something I ever applied for. But I wanted to do it. Yeah, so back on, and I don't think you were as bothered as me. And I'm not saying I'm bothered like, oh God, that's one of my favourite TV shows. It felt like a proper Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, look, they did it. They've, they've, kept the heart of what it was originally and they've got all the, new gladiators they've got the bad bad yeah. guy like wolf in the original series and they've got them doing the another one bites the dust and they've got all the it, it's like it, it's not changed yeah. it literally hasn't changed which is nice that they've kept it that way but 
Am I that bothered? Am I like? Oh, if, good! It was so watchable. I, yeah, but genuinely, like, I couldn't care less whether I watched it again. I got a message from our pal Greg, and he said, "Did you watch Gladiators? What great family telly! We were all shouting at telly. We all had as favourites and things like that." And I'm like, "Yes." Ah, but we didn't have that. No, but we did because we can't get Betsy Pearl. She, you know, she's a she's eleven, hooked on a phone, hooked on talking to her friends on social media, hooked on anything but sitting down. She sat and watched Rye Lane with us. Yeah, I, but I think in general, she's just this week, I think what's happened this this term is a lot of the parents at her school have gone, you know what, you've got a lot of homework. And she has got a hell of yeah. a lot of homework. So you're not talking to your friends in the week. So I think she's actually started to sit with us quite a bit more. And she watched that and then she watched Michael McIntyre. So this is what I'm saying. The perfect couple yeah. of hours yeah, for yeah. a Saturday night. It's dark outside by then. You have a pizza or a chippy tea. And yeah. you wipe that telly on, you yeah, have yeah, a glass yeah. of wine. Oh, no, it's nice. It does feel like... And she sat for, what, two and a half, three hours with us, which she never does, mm. and watched every second of that telly with us. Silent settee with us. And, I, and I'm like, yes, this is our Saturday night now. And we put the football scores on just before. Yeah, you suddenly, that's it, get football scores on. Yeah, because if we're going to make it feel like a Saturday. It felt like appointment television, where... Everyone's watching things on catch-up now. By the way, the figures for Gladiators were, like, outstanding. Really? The overnight figures. So these days with television, it's your overnight figures, but then it's your streaming figures afterwards. I think for Gladiators, it's Saturday night telly. It's one that's going to get people around the telly again. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas a lot of shows, like your uh, reality shows and things like that, they watch again. Uh, the post office thing that's been on is one that... Yeah, no, I think it is. I think it's like, like you said, like the Anton Deck. You know, I think it, it is that Saturday night TV. Yeah, we've not watched the post office one yet. No. Uh, but what's it called? Mr. Bates versus the post office, I think, with Toby yeah. Jones in. The night that was on was the same night Traitors launched and at the same time as, what is his name? The darts player? Little. Littler. Luke. Luke Littler. Mm. Imagine this. At the same time, you've got the post office drama on yeah. itv you got the darts final on from ali pally with the 16 year old in which everybody in the bloody world were talking about and you got the traitors starting yeah biggest out of those three. Oh, um probably traitor no i don't know maybe the darts because a lot of people watch that darts yeah. the post office wow was the big i mean it's changed legislation it's changing I mean, the government what that has done that tv yeah, show i mean i have said numerous times I want to watch it haven't I but and and obviously it's in the news a lot and I I obviously know the gist of the story but I try not to follow it too much because I want to watch this the thing but that does surprise me because the traitors has been yeah. advertised and pumped up so much and yet everybody I know was watching the, the darts we watched the darts yeah it was brilliant so <laughs> the I, darts is good oh it was it was great and I think it's going to get a lot of youngsters into darts you yeah. know we are going to Ali Pally this we're year. We're going to go next year, you know, yep. or this year. This course, year, this year, year, we're going to take my dad. And I've asked the girls if they want to go for some uh, 180s. That'll do for the reviews on television, I think. Yeah. There probably is more, but that's where I got off the top of my head. Just quickly, podcasts. I've been listening to The Rest is Entertainment with Richard Osman. It's a really good podcast if you want to know about telling the things I'm telling you about now with TV figures. I'm learning from him. Right. It's very good. I listen to... John Ronson's new season, you know, John Ronson, he's like mm -hmm. Louis Theroux. His new season, Things Fell Apart. He talks like that. Yeah, I like his voice. I love him. His new series is an eight-parter about culture wars during COVID. 
every episode's about a different subject, but they all link together. Okay. And they're all they're not long. They're all like thirty five minutes long. A great listen. It's one of them that I listened to it too quick, and now I'm gutted that it's finished. Yeah. Because he's really, and he's like Louis. In fact, in some ways, he's better than Louis because he doesn't take sides, and he leaves you to make your decisions, and he gives the equal amount of airtime to the. Both sides. What you think are the baddies and yeah. the goodies, you know what I mean? So he makes you question things. Yeah, I've been reading loads of books, but I won't bore you with that. I think you should. I was thinking this the other day. I thought, you know what? You read so many books. When you read one that's a standout... Well, what I've done this time is I really liked a book. So I kept reading books by the same author, which I've not done before. So I've I've on the last one that's available from this author. They're a bit like romantic novels, which is not normally my... Normally, I'm more of a thriller. Yeah. And I'm a bit bored because I've read the same style now over and over. But I think as a writer, and you're going to ask me who she is, and I don't know who she is. Uh, yeah, well, let's get that in then. I mean, like, yeah. if you read one, it's a really good one. I read the Alan Rickman Diaries. I'm now reading Prisoners of Geography, which is a very good book. It's uh, quite heavy on the geography stuff, but it's Mari good. McFarlane is her name. Okay. Is the author. But I've, yeah, I've really... I've, I've enjoyed her style of writing. If you've got anything that you'd like to recommend to us, I'd love podcast recommendations, please. TV recommendations, film recommendations, books, whatever. Drop us an email, husbandandwifepod at gmail.com or you can uh, contact us through our socials, of course. All the details are in the description of this podcast. I put links to trailers if I can think, if I have time to do it. And that'll do. Yeah. See you next time. See you later. Bye. The end. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.